The show starts in three, two, one. There goes that man's jockstrap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh, baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. The In a League of Their Own podcast is brought to you exclusively by YouTube. Buy golf kicks. Screw your shoes. Buy Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Buy Canadips, a CBD pouch crafted and manufactured in Humboldt, California. And buy Streamer Loot. Check out the In the League of Their Own merch line today. Welcome to the show. Here are your hosts, Austin and Colin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 104 of the In a League of Their Own podcast. Kicking us off with our 104 sports fact, in the 2013-2014 NFL season, week 14 would be record-breaking. A total of 104 touchdowns were scored in this week, which is not only impressive that it happened, but it took place on a Sunday where stadiums across the league saw frigid temps and heavy snow. Um, this week also only had 14 games due to four teams still having a bye week. So this was done without a full 16 game week. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. The next closest, uh, I think was, was 90 is the number two week of all time. So this 104 so still holds. Yeah. This, as far as I know, yeah, it still holds, um, which again, I think it was like December 9th or December 10th or whatever. It was like the Sunday that it happened. Um, but yeah, 104 touchdowns in one week. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, before we jump into today's content, again, um, our socials found in the link below, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. Feel free to check those out. Give us a follow. Uh, any news that breaks outside of this hour window, three times a week, usually we're pretty good at keeping up to date with that stuff on there. Um, our audio podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, anywhere associated with Anchor, you can find us there. And as always, we do have a merch store, streamerloot.co, also found in the description below. Go grab yourself a t-shirt, hat, sweatshirt, anything like that. We appreciate it. Um, let's dive into it. Sounds good. Well, let's talk about first things first. Rumors talking about Tua Tagovailoa in a trade for Deshaun Watson and potentially the Washington football team also involved in that deal. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, the because it was a three-way trade. Tua would go to Washington. Basically, Washington would get a bunch of trade picks out of it somehow and then Deshaun would come to Miami right that's kind of how it was broke down I wasn't 100% sure what Washington was getting because what I read was Tua was going to the Texans Deshaun Watson would go to the Dolphins and then some picks or something along the way and a couple other players were involved with Washington so okay. I don't know what Washington's was, but a lot of people are saying that their third team isn't going to be involved because there's never been a three-team trade ever in the history of the NFL. Um, so I don't think 
that'd just be too hard to happen with how many players are worth so much and all that type of stuff with no semi-pro league. So I feel like if we see this happening, obviously we'll see it happen straight up. Yeah. And I guess to kind of um, answer the question about Watson, again, and we've talked about this multiple times to where his whole case thing with everything he's going through has kind of gone quiet. Seems like he's dealing with it behind closed doors at this time. He's inactive on the Texans squad. Um, so if the trade does happen, um, obviously Miami will be low. Cause if they're getting rid of Tua, they're going to want the Sean Watson to start right away because Tua is a starting quarterback. Brissett has been struggling, isn't quite what he used to be. So Watson will want to step in, but obviously before Miami makes that trade, they're going to want to know from the NFL, hey, are you going to put it on the exempt list? Is he going to be able to play before they make that trade? Otherwise, that's dead money and that's dead weight that they're trading for. So um, it'll be interesting to see if they, do, if they do want to go through with it. Maybe it speeds up the process of what the NFL is going to do with Watson um, to say, no, don't trade for him. We'll put him on the exempt list or, yeah, go for it. We'll deal with it next offseason. So. Yeah, I I forgot what the reporter's name, but it was a report outside of the inside the Houston Texans broad range of like local reporters. And somebody was saying how um, this whole Deshaun Watson thing might be coming to an end real soon. Like all of his cases and whatever may be coming to an end, like really soon. So I feel like that's why his name is being resurfaced again as Teams probably have indications that, hey, this might be over with and he might be available. Yeah, hopefully it does end soon, whether it's obviously he's prosecuted or he figures it out and it all gets waived because, I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback. When he was – before this all this happened, he was arguably a top-five quarterback in the league. Um, so hopefully his time away hasn't made him stray away too far. And hopefully if he does end up in Miami, I know they'd love to turn that team around and try to be relevant in the AFC East again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then going over to an injury um, from the other night, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Julian Blackman is out for the year, tearing his Achilles tendon. That's a big loss for the Colts as he gets a handful of touches. So, um, yeah, that Colts team – been looking they've been battling though i can't wait to see once this hard knocks thing starts kind of we get to see the day-to-day operations of a team that literally gets to deal with a banged up situation where you have a lot of players coming in a lot of players coming out and a lot of people are saying that ever since carson wentz sprained his ankles and like healed up now that he's not running all over the place and he's actually sitting in the pocket and throwing He's a really good quarterback, but mm-hmm. it's when he tries to run around and almost die on the field is kind of when things get all all hectic. But, yeah, big loss for the Colts. Yeah, uh, sticking with injury news, um, uh, Titans Pro Bowl left tackle Taylor Lewan, who went out uh, from Monday night's game, uh, remains out for this week against Kansas City. Um, Titans have a – I mean, again, Kansas City Chiefs kind of – it seems like they're getting their ground after a shaky start, but losing your uh, vet left tackle, one, one of the better ones in the game, um, hopefully they can figure that out and uh, not let the Kansas City pass rush get too out of hand. So we'll see how that affects them on uh, Sunday's game. 
Yeah, and then with Derrick Henry in the backfield, all you got to do, if it, if it is a week, because whoever came in to replace him actually did a pretty good job. And I don't know. I don't see any struggle with Derrick Henry being able to get over 150 yards again. Yeah, I think Kansas City run defense has been one of the worst in the league. So, yeah, if the pass game can't get going, which it doesn't look like it has been, again, Julio's still up in the air. and know A.J. Brown is still dealing with an injury. Um yeah, probably going to be another big game for Henry. I feel like Derrick Henry is one of those guys that every single team in the entire league is like, fuck, we got to play this guy. Like, yeah. it takes four guys to take him down. Like, it's not like facing a quarterback, you know, where you can have, like, a dictated game plan where a true, like, a running back or a wide receiver who can kind of freelance and freestyle his own way, those are, like, he's got to be the most feared person in the NFL. By far. Yeah. And I'm pulling it up quick here and, and thinking about that. Um, with the game last year when the Packers played the Titans, um, beat them 40 to 40 to 14, held Henry under 100 yards again. And with how terrible the um, Packers run defense is, um, I don't know, as soon as you're talking about that, I was like, oh, yeah, good thing the Packers don't have to play them this year. And I thought back to last year. It's like, oh, they played them last year. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure they didn't, they held them pretty under wraps. Yeah, 98 yards, no touchdowns on the day. And they beat them by multiple scores. But also, I remember that game was super snowy and slick conditions. which And no usually, fans. Which usually is run head. Well, it was in Green Bay, so that would have played to Green Bay's favor if there was But still, fans. that's still more energy for every single person yeah. out on the field. And especially where it's super snowy, which usually turns to more of a run-heavy game. I mean, he still had 23 touches, 4.3 yards of carry. So when he got the ball, he was still gashing them. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I just what thought was of that the game. score? 40 to 14. Yeah, so they definitely had to go through the air being down. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, sticking with some more injury news, heading over to the Giants again. They will be without Barkley, uh, rookie Kadarius Tony, and Kenny Galladay versus Carolina. Um, I mean, like I said, like, like I said last or last episode or last week, whenever I said it, if the Giants didn't already have a win this a win this part in the year, I could see them going winless just with their injuries and lack of being able to get things going um, for that team. So. Uh, yeah, without three more key guys in that offense this week. Yeah, and then Ravens as well. Um, offensive tackle Brandon Knight um, does not report to the Ravens and says that he needs to take a break um, time away from the game so that he can focus on his mental health and get back. Uh, he was just claimed by the Ravens on Monday after he was uh, waived by the Cowboys. Baltimore placed him on the reserve list on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, he did not report this week and I don't know that comes huge because they just lost Ronnie Staley for the year. And that's who the guy that they were trying to pick up, take a spot. And now that he wants to take a break from football to focus on his mental health, which he should, anybody should do that. Um, kind of a big loss for the Ravens. there. not now they're in need of to find another person to fill in that position. And they're running out of time with the deadline quickly approaching and teams already making moves, you know? Yeah. 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 It seems like a lot of the, there aren't very many off 
it seems like there's a lot of stacked offensive linemen where years ago it's like, oh, this team has one or two good, decent guys. It's like Pro Bowl left tackle, Pro Bowl center, Pro Bowl right guard. Like you have a three, four guys out of your five guys that are all Pro Bowl caliber now to where all these lines are getting more beefed up. So you have a lot less guys in free agency, on practice squads, kind of waiting to be picked up where you're kind of taking a chance that this guy has barely seen the field or he hasn't taken professional snaps since college. You try to, you try to bring him in. Um, yeah, it's definitely a gamble. And again, another, um, I mean, again, the, the Ravens are five and one. So they, they obviously aren't letting their injuries to freaking half their team be an excuse to them. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. And then also um, some big news talking about injury, Giants kicker Graham Gano basically is putting Carolina Panthers on the hot seat, saying that the misdiagnosis of an injury in 2018 basically cost him a whole entire season. Um, he said he claims that the Carolina's medical staff told him that it was possibly tendonitis and a bone bruise on his leg. Turns out he actually had a fractured femur, and he and, and he went on and he kicked all season long before he ended up getting put on the injuries or the final four games of the season. And he kept telling people on the staff that it felt like he was sinking into the ground on his plant leg. Every time that he was like going to kick Um, next year, he showed up to camp and they told him it's fine. It's good. You know, you're good to go. He said, fuck you. He went and got surgery, missed the whole entire 2019 season. Um, And now he's basically, trying to get his money back from because the doctor from the Carolina Panthers has now resigned. There's other people also who are looking into prescription drug offenses or prescription drug things with this doctor. Panthers are declined to comment on anything with this whole situation besides Matt rule saying, Gano is an unbelievable person. He doesn't know anything about anything because he's a new guy, but yeah. They said the Panthers ended up releasing him in 2020 for financial reasons because he was set to count about $3 million against the cap. So Carolina Panthers basically fucked him over. And he's trying to get something back. He's having some sort of investigation um, happen with the league. So, Yeah, I mean, as a kicker, kickers have some of the most lengthy careers in the NFL, but also they're down on the totem pole as far as getting paid. So or if you're one missing, of the quickest careers too. You can come in, get signed off, and miss two kicks, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, the kickers don't make a ton of money. Um, especially Gano's been around for a long time, so I'm sure he's making. I mean, still enough, but less than like um, Harrison Bucker, or Justin Tucker, some of the younger, more steady legs in the league, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, sucks for him, but also good for him to kind of shine some light on the situation on it being mishandled. Yeah. And then let's talk about the biggest injury that's been going around Baker Mayfield. Um, now coming out his shoulder, his shoulders also fractured, um, with the torn labrum as well <laughs> Yeah, with the labrum. Yeah. Um, who knows what's going to happen because it is his non-throwing shoulder. It is just basically going to be how much pain can you tolerate at that point? I know that they sat him out this week because they were trying to get the swelling down to hopefully that he can potentially play next week. But 
one hit on that spot and it's going to swell right back up and you're going to be in the same exact position that you're in right now where they didn't let him go. Um, I don't know how this is going to go. Maybe he should just, it sucks because Cleveland's, you know, they're in the middle of the pack. They definitely mm-hmm. can playoffs. They have a team to make the playoffs. He's out. Their team's done. Yeah. It kind of, I guess, going off that, Case Keenum comes in, leads the Browns to a 17-14 win over the Broncos last night. If they lose that game, fall to three and four, maybe that forces the Broncos and Mayfield's hand, hey, we're now three games back in the division. Get the surgery. Get the surgery. We'll call the season a wash. At four and three, they're still, like you said, right there in the mix, both in the division and in the AFC wildcard race. So, I mean, every team, like no matter what, every team's goal is to make the playoffs and obviously make a push at the end of the year. And now that the Browns after last year, they don't want to let that slip and they want to build off that momentum. Um, I mean, again, Keenum got it done last night. Um, did, obviously didn't look like a top caliber quarterback, but again, a W is a W. Um, so yeah, maybe they ride him. I mean, on a short week, again, Keenum didn't have a full week, week to prepare. It was only just on like early Wednesday that they announced, oh, Keenum's starting. So they probably knew Tuesday, but they announced it Wednesday. But nonetheless, he only had a couple days to prepare where now if they go forward with Keenum, he has a week and a half to prepare since they had a game last night. Um, But again, they're in a tough division. It's definitely going to be hard for them to stick with it. But I mean, who knows? It definitely, like I said, if they would have lost last night, I feel like, Boom, Baker, go get the surgery. We're we're under 500 on the year. Like, just get it done. But now, like, the win is obviously as good as it is to win. It kind of hurt. The, it kind of makes the situation that much more questionable. Right. Yeah, definitely. And then the last two injuries real quick before we dive into some, uh, the game last night. Um, Antonio Brown ruled out Sunday against Chicago due to his ankle injury. And then also last night, Von Miller ended up leaving the game in, after colliding with his teammate. Um, he's pretty confident. He says that he won't miss any more time. So hopefully those guys are back and ready to go soon. It's fun to watch them on the field. Yeah. I mean, again, that, that Broncos team starts three and all, I mean, I guess going into last night's game, um, kind of kind of a desperate spot for both teams. Had a hot start, both fall the three and three. Um, I mean, obviously it's early in the year, it's not a must-win situation, but at the same time, it kind of is to where Denver now falling behind in the AFC West, Cleveland, if they lose, they fall to the bottom of the AFC North. So um, I mean, it, it was a if you like defense, it was a fun game to watch. Um a lot of defensive stops, team or team drives down, either comes up short, has to punt, turnover, whatever it might have been. Um, and everybody knew Cleveland's ground game was going to go too because they have the same guy that uh, Minnesota used. To, well, Minnesota's old guy is now the Cleveland's guy, or it's vice versa. I forgot how that went. Yeah, it was but, both. Vic Fangio was um, he was Minnesota's and now he's Cleveland's, right? Or he's Cleveland's and now he's Minnesota. He, he was on Minnesota. He was their D coordinator. He is now the head coach of the Broncos. Kevin Stefanski was the quarterback's coach for Minnesota and is now the head coach of Cleveland. So that was kind of how Vic and Kevin are like descendants from Minnesota. 
Yeah, they're whoever their running backs coaches, their scheme that they have, whichever team that they were on first, they're now on the other team. And with the Minnesota Vikings, obviously everybody knows when Dalvin Cook's out, Madison steps in, puts up 150 yards. It looks exactly the same. We saw that last night with the Cleveland Browns. It doesn't matter who they have running the ball for them. Their scheme that they have personally eat them up. Yeah. I mean, again, Case Keenum, 21 for 33 on the night, efficient enough, just shy of 200 yards, zero picks for him, which is big. I know he's been a guy who's kind of struggled where, yeah, he'll have a two or three touchdown game, but he'll still have a two or three interception game. Um, no turn, no turnovers on that side. Um, actually, only one interception thrown by uh, Teddy Two Gloves on the other side. So it was a pretty, again, defensive game without a ton of turnovers. It was just like is like if you're looking for a high scoring game, it was kind of boring to watch, but at the same time, it was fun to watch because it was there was no momentum either way. Like watching this game down to the end, it's like oh, like who, who knows what's gonna happen. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, the I, I mean, talking about the Browns run game, how good it was on the other side. Broncos run game was atrocious. They didn't even break the forty-one yards total last night on the ground, which has been a big identity with kind of the the quarterback uh, thing in question with Teddy Bridgewater still with his his uh, past injuries. Drew Locke obviously not being the guy. Let's lean on the run game. They couldn't break fifty yards last night, so. Um, and they still were in the game. Yeah. So that shows you how bad Cleveland actually is without Baker Mayfield and their two main guys running the show at running back. Like, yeah, they barely beat a Denver team who didn't have more than 40, 40 rushing yards, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and you win by three. Like, yeah. that's atrocious stats-wise. I mean, the, the Cleveland but, yeah, defense like you won said, them. The, the way that the game went, it was a, a heavily defense-relied-upon game. Yeah. And Browns defense won it. They hold the Broncos to 14. Like I say pretty much every episode, you hold most teams in the NFL now averaging upper 20s, 30, 40 points a game. You hold the team under 20. Hats off to your defense. They hold the Broncos to two touchdowns. Again, they only score 17. Obviously, you get a healthy OBJ. Great to see Landry back. He got some touches last night. Uh, Mayfield back. I mean, just two weeks ago, they put up, almost 50 points on the Chargers defense. So it's like, you know, Cleveland's capable of it when they're healthy. So, um, but yeah. And then uh, kind of one of the last points I had with the NFL, uh, talking about a parlay that happened last night. A man turned 30K into 1.3 million with the Browns completing his parlay. It was a four-leg parlay. He had the Suns over the Nuggets, Kings over Blazers, Appalachia State beating Coastal Carolina and then the Browns over the Broncos last night. And he turned 30K into 1.3 million. Um, just kind of a cool thing to see. I know uh, Bleacher Report uh, betting, like I follow some of their socials and they, um, anytime somebody has a crazy parlay, they'll literally send somebody like to wherever this person is and like, go out with them to like a bar or something and just like record the whole thing happening the whole night, checking in with them and stuff. And a couple of points, it was like, Oh, cash out for 600, some thousand, 700,000, 800,000. It dropped a little bit when Denver was kind of coming back, but then um, yeah, that's crazy. 1.3 million just by picking four teams that you think you're going to win. Obviously also putting 30 grand. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this guy does it. 
like it was funny like the guy was obviously hyped but like he wasn't like like I'd black out like if something like that happened to me like he was hyped but like you could tell this guy does this for a living and it was just probably one of the biggest wins of his life but how much like how much has he had to lose to get to that point like (laughs) those are always what you never hear the people winning that it's like how much did he lose before he won that yeah exactly (laughs) it's like people that guy especially betting 30 grand I don't know how much money he's got yeah (laughs) yeah I guess fucking car for that yeah no kidding um yeah i guess wrapping up our nfl talk with our three picks for the week our win lock upset um who do you got getting the straight up win this week let's see here for sure when i'm going to lock the packers over the washington football team that's your lock yep okay um my lock for the week cards over texans um i mean not really a whole lot to say about that cards undefeated texans can't get anything going that's my lock for the week um outright win for the week that was my outright win oh i asked if that was your lock and you said yeah oh yeah that was my lock and then my outright win which is also a win I'll I'll do the Rams over the Lions. Okay, that's what I have as well. I got the Rams over the Lions for my win this week, um, which I guess is kind of another headline this week. Uh, Goff versus Stafford, not so much as a, a revenge game for Stafford, but more or less for Goff, just with kind of how obviously being winless, um, head coach Dan Campbell kind of throwing him under the bus this week, him playing against his old team. Um, I mean, I think I think last time I looked, Rams are favored by like 16 points. So it should be a lopsided game, but I mean, who knows? Um, and then what is your upset for the week? I'm trying to find the odds. Are the Colts dogs against the Niners? I believe so. What about my first one was are the Saints dogs against the Hawks? Yeah, 49ers are four point favorites, and then New Orleans is four and a half point favorites. New Orleans is the favorite on the road. Yeah, I'm taking the fucking Seahawks. Sounds good. And then mine kind of a kind of a crazy pick, but I'm kind of riding high on it. Ravens at home favorite six and a half. I got the Bengals going to Baltimore and getting the win. So, yeah, that wraps up our NFL news for the week. Um, Going into the NBA here, again, season's underway. Finally got some more stuff to talk about. Um, It's the NBA's 75th season, so they have released their their top 75 list uh, to celebrate. Um, Obviously, you can go look at the full list, but uh, some bucks who made the list are Kareem, Ray Allen, Oscar Robertson, and Giannis made the top 75 list as well. Um, yeah, a lot of greats on this list. Some people left out. I know a lot of good people that didn't make the list too. Yeah. Tracy McGrady, definitely top 75. Yeah. I know some people are making a stink about Kyrie Irving not being on the list. Um, Clay Thompson's not on the list. And both of those guys should be. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm trying to remember who else was on that list. Like the but, NBA is so good now. Like you can almost replace all the 70, all of the old people and comes with the new people because yeah. they're so with every sport, that's just how it's continued to get. It has to keep getting better and better and better. Otherwise they're going to stop making money. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, go check out the full 75 list. See if there's anybody on there that, um, you're looking for somebody who missed it. Um, but yeah, uh, moving over to, I guess, sticking with the Bucks after a strong outing versus the Nets, Bucks get trounced last night, 137.95 to the Heat. Um, all the starters held under 20 points apiece. Again, the Bucks were without Lopez and Drew, which are two of their top defensive players. Um, but yeah, kind of a riding a high into a, a very big low. Um, a couple days apart here. So hopefully they can figure things out. Um, Drew expected not to miss a ton of time with his heel. Lopez was out last night, just said some back tightness. So I'm sure he'll be back next game. Uh, it was just precautionary. I'm sure it's only second game of the year. They don't need to push anything. Yeah. But, and, then you, and then you look at um, Golden State, on the other hand, without Clay Thompson, their second best scorer on the team, and they're tr- they beat the Lakers. Yeah. And they, and they win last night. Clippers. They hold up the Clippers, a full strength team again. And Steph's fucking, oh, not a big deal. Drop like, 45. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that team is my favorite right now to win the, win the title. Golden State is my favorite to win the title right now. Yeah. Um, After, they're a team. They are a legit team. Yeah, they have a lot of young studs. Jordan Poole, um, he's he's looked really good. He's averaging like just shy of 15 points a game. And obviously all the young stars, Wiggins, um, who else was their, their pick last year? I can't remember his name. I can't remember, but uh, they're young. They have like one of the best young core groups in the in the NBA right now. Um, obviously, Draymond Green not going to get you twenty points a night, but he's going to line up the stat. He's going to line up stats all all across the board and play good defense. Um, yeah, once they get Clay Thompson back, I I agree with you. I mean, last last year they were close. They they made a good run to the end with Steph running the show losing the playing game against the Lakers and having their season cut short there. But again, young, a young group, they've had all off season training camp to kind of mesh off to a two and start. Again, like you said, when they, when they get clay back, they're definitely my favorite as well out of the West. That's all I, the only other thing that I have on the NBA is Ben Simmons basically telling the Sixers, his head's not in it right now. He's not mentally ready to be back and be ready to be on the court and playing. And I guess we'll see what happens as far as this situation gets dealt with going forward. Obviously, your mental health is the number one priority. So if he needs to take time away, he needs to take time away. Yeah, I know it's obviously frustrating for both sides that they're not able to come to an agreement on moving him or getting him to play, whatever it might be. Um I don't even know what the if the 76ers what their record is right now, but it's early in the year. They have time to figure things out, but at the same time, if it lingers too long and hinders you the rest of your season, I mean they were one seed last year. They were a great team. They're one to know. Okay. 
Yeah, they're a great team last year. So they have a strong foundation there to build off of. But again, they don't want this to be a distraction too long and hold them back. So hopefully they can figure something out. Like, I mean, one of the scenarios, again, waiting for a guard, a top guard on some team to go down, they're going to call Philly. Hey, we'll take them. So it's just a matter of if and when that happens. Yeah, that's all I had for the MLB as well, or the NBA as well. Um, moving then to the MLB, um, the Dodgers stay alive despite a 3-1 hole with an 11-2 win last night at the, as the bats were hot with 17 hits on the night. Series moves back to Atlanta for game six and seven, game seven if necessary. Um, Dodgers facing elimination the rest of the way, and they got to go to hot Atlanta to get it done. So uh, they play tomorrow night. Uh, tonight the in the ALCS, the Red Sox had a 2-1 series lead. Fast forward three days, they now will face elimination the rest of the way after two nine-run outings from the Astros. Game six and seven will be in Houston. Again, game seven if necessary. Uh, Astros look to, to punch their ticket to the World Series tonight. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, hopefully from the other side, at least the Braves get it done. I know we always we said if it's a Dodgers-Astros World Series, not going to bother watching it. I mean, the Astros get there, it's still going to be like, I don't really want to watch this. But, I mean, it'd be awesome to see Braves get there. I think it was 1999 last time they were in the World Series. So they got two games to get it done. Hopefully tonight they get it done because otherwise then Dodgers will be riding a two-game hot streak into a game seven. So we will see. But, yeah, that's all that's going on over in the MLB. Oh, yeah. I guess one more thing to mention I forgot. In the Dodgers game – um, two nights ago, they lose um, Justin Turner, one of their one of their Hammy. best hitters, to a hamstring injury that he had dealt with a couple times earlier in the year. Um, hit a ground ball to shortstop halfway there. You can see it just gave out on him, and he went off the field in pain. So, um, looking like they're going to be without him the rest of the way here, even if they do make it to the the big show. Yeah, and then I had one more quick piece of news on the NBA. As far as Kyrie Irving, you know how we talked about him being left off the list and all. Turns out there was a rally that was held at Times Square this last Sunday um, in support of him for not getting the vaccine. And there's thousands and thousands of people there basically saying that New York is fucked up by doing this mandate of having to be vaccinated and all this stuff. Um. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that it actually was taken to the street, and people are super, super, super irate. And for all those people who are hating on Kyrie, it seems like he's getting an outpouring of love from everybody else that ain't in the sports media business. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Like Stephen A. A lot of these other reporters or like just people in this, like you said, in the sports media world, they're all just giving them hell on. Oh, you're hurting your team. You're doing this. You're Shut doing up that. and play. Like, Get the vaccine yeah. and play, basically. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, fuck you. I'm a person. I can choose what I want to do. And but you can't tell me what I should do. Yeah. He's been in the league this long. He doesn't need money. Like and he's already and he is one of the top 75 players of all time. So yeah. 
fuck you, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I love some of his takes, but like... Me too. Just... He's been getting worse and worse, though. Uh, yeah, it, his... it seems like since Kellerman left, like, I thought the show would get better. It seems like it's taken a huge decline. Maybe fucking he lost his shit, and Kellerman was like, dude, I need to get the fuck away from this guy. <laughs> he's just lost his mind. Because that's... Some of his takes are out. Like, that's why Skipping Shannon is the best. <laughs> and this show, obviously. And this show. And the <laughs> show. Shout out. Shout out. Um, yeah. Um, wrap it up, MLB. Head over to the ice. What's going on over there? So, um, McJesus tops 200 goals um, in Oilers' 5-1 to win over the Coyotes last night. Um, pretty pretty amazing to see how fast he got to that pace i want to say he's second fastest to get the 200 goals obviously the great one being number one um kyle connor scores twice for the jets comes up clutch um as the ducks as they beat the ducks five to one for their first win of the season um buffalo sabers continue to be undefeated um on the year pretty you know, nobody, I guarantee you, in the in the gambling world put any bets on Buffalo doing anything with this whole Jack Eichel thing, and they basically got rid of half their team. They re-signed all their guys that they don't really want there to small deals, and they're winning. Um, turns out Jack Eichel might. They're meeting. His camp is to meet with the Buffalo Sabres, um, I think, this weekend, and they're going to make their final decision their final like bargain of are they going to get the surgery or are what the fuck are they going to do for his back? So that's kind of like the biggest thing right now in the NHL going on. Um, New Jersey devils place Jack Hughes on the IR former number one draft pick who's off. He's got the most takeaways in the NHL by like six and he has like 50 less minutes on the ice than everybody else. It was crazy. But he's out with a dislocated shoulder. Um, I know he's also seeking a long-term deal from the New Jersey Devils as well. So there's been talks of that being done soon as the kid's going to be a stud in the NHL. So they want to lock him up for a long time. Joe Pavelski gets a goal the other night against the Penguins in the shootout. Uh, They beat the Penguins 2-1. to And, I mean, other than that, I – so many store like so many scores and all that stuff. I don't really want to be stat dropping all the time, but shout out to um, Sergei Bobrovsky gets his 300th win um, as the Panthers top the avalanche four to one. And that's kind of it. I'm going to kind of leave it at that. Um, other thing, Evander Kane. I know the other day how we talked about, he got in trouble for um, the fake passport. Turns out, the San Jose Sharks cannot terminate his contract for that reason. That is in one of the, like, he can't be terminated for that. And also he filed for bankruptcy the other day. Hmm. Um, turns out he's $27 million in debt. Wow. So, yeah, someone dealing with some problems. Hopefully he gets his shit straight and figures it out. Cause he's very good when he's on the ice um, playing sucks to see you know that happen and then i think kraken they have their home opener this weekend do they yeah set tomorrow night so shout out to the kraken hopefully they can get uh are they still winless no they won their second game uh, oh did they yeah they beat who they beat columbus 
I can't remember. I, th- I don't think I, th- I don't think they've won since then. I think they're one and three, right? One, three, and one right now. I want to say. Oh, they beat Nashville opening night. Nashville, that's what it was. That's right, four to three. And then they lost to the Jackets in overtime, Flyers, and then they just lost to the Devils. And they play, yep, Vancouver tomorrow at nine. So that should be pretty interesting. Everybody should tune over to that game to kind of see that new arena, new all of that. Should the be pretty battle. cool. <laughs> yeah, it should be pretty cool. Yeah, a new border battle being started here. So. Um, that's all I really got for the NHL. Sounds good. Um, highlighting or going over then to the college football world to highlight some games going on this weekend. Um, as mentioned, Appalachia State um, takes down, I think they're 14, Coastal Carolina. So shaking up the top rankings a little bit. Um, that was Appalachia's, Appalachia State's first win over a ranked uh, AP team first since time Michigan. since Michigan in 07 was the last time that they beat a ranked team. So, um, yeah, uh, our Badgers head to number 25, Purdue, who is off a hot upset, beating a number two, Iowa, last week. Um, number eight, Oklahoma State heads to Iowa State as they are 6-0. and the, But the Cyclones are currently seven-point favorites. Again, they're 4-2 and two on the year. Uh, having only two losses to top teams, one being Iowa. Um, so they'll look to close the door on Cowboys playoff hopes. And then uh, Northwestern heads to number six, Michigan. Uh, Northwestern, obviously unranked this year, but known for delivering at least one upset a year, usually versus the Badgers, but they'll look to shape up, shake up the Big Ten uh, over there. Um, not, a, not a whole lot of games. I don't think there's really any... I think when I looked, there wasn't any ranked versus ranked games this week, which was kind of crazy to see. Um, the ones I kind of mentioned are within conference kind of rivalries. Um, Sutton, I get unranked Illinois at seven Penn State. Um, Oregon at UCLA, that could maybe be one. Uh, actually, UCLA is favored by a point there. So that that's, I guess that's another game to mention. UCLA is five and two, playing good football this year as well. Clemson playing twenty three Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, LSU at number twelve Ole Miss um, could be Coach uh, Coach O's last chance at getting an upset on the road there. As again mentioned last episode, he's done after this year. Um, Ohio State plays Indiana. That could be a freaking good one. Yeah, Indiana again last year. Um, they kept took, it close against Ohio State. Took them to the ropes. Um, but yeah, not no ranked versus ranked games. Just some some games that are within conference and usually end up being a good game, even though. Um, I wonder where college game day is going to be next week. I was just looking ahead. Michigan's at Michigan State. Michigan's at Michigan State. Mississippi is at Auburn, and Penn State's at Ohio State. <laughs> I'm looking at it. 6-9, 12-19, Looking at it, they're all TBD, TBD, TBD. To, like, they're all say to be determined. The only game that has a network in time, Iowa at Wisconsin, 11 a.m. So that might be big noon kickoff. Since that's already slated with a time, the rest of them all just say to be determined. So, unless they're still wait, they're waiting 
for this week to figure out which game is going to be the biggest one. What teams move up, what teams go down yeah. to the best ranking. I bet that's what it's going to be. It's probably going to be whichever teams are the two closest rankings. Yeah. I feel like Michigan-Michigan State is going to be a night game. I feel like that's always a night game, and it's always really good, like a 630 game. So I feel like it's it probably won't be that weekend, one. Do they? Who? Michigan, Michigan State. No, that's next week. Michigan oh. plays uh, Illinois or North Northwestern. North I mean, who does Michigan State play? Any idea? I don't think they. I think it's their bye week. I I didn't see them on here anywhere. Okay, so that's what it was. All right. But yeah, a couple of good games to highlight this week. I mean, full slate of college football on Saturday. I guess pay attention to some of the other games. They look like they should be lopsided, but I mean, any given Saturday slash Sunday, so you never know. But yeah, that's kind of it to highlight for college games this week. Um, Wrapping up our Friday episode here, going into our Feel Good Friday. What do you got this week? So I have coming from the Dodgers game last night. Shout out to Chris Taylor. I'm going four for five from the plate, three home runs, six ribbies. That team went on a tear, starting down 2-0 in the first inning, rallying off 11 straight runs. I mean, shout out to Chris Taylor and the Dodgers because they finally made it a series. They didn't make it look like the Braves are going to walk away easy with it, like they're putting up a fight. Because mm-hmm. after watching the other the night beforehand, when the Braves took the lead in the series, it was like, I think the Dodgers are all out of fight. Like, they're done. Shows that Chris Taylor, contract year, has a shitty season, unbelievable postseason. Uh, he's making his case for for some big bucks. Yeah, and especially, again, two nights ago with Justin Taylor going – or Justin Turner going down. Big Braves, – Braves up big. He goes down, like, watching that game. It was just like, oh, like – Obviously, you hate to see injuries. You you can just see, like, it felt like the life was going out of the Dodgers' eyes. And last night, they found something back. They got something back. So, um, obviously, still hope the Braves pull it through. But, I mean, if it goes to a game seven, it's fun as a sports fan to watch if it does get that far. Yeah, they only had one, one player hitless last night, and that was their catcher. But he did get a walk, so. Everybody demolished the Braves yesterday. <laughs> I remember who was on the who started on the mound for the Braves. Uh, t- t- Max Fried. Okay, so they're back. Shoot, former Brewer. They're back to their the top of their pitching rotation. Then, so it I'm should sure go as a former Brewer. It should go back to Charlie Mort uh, Martin. Is that his name? Yeah, I I believe so. I haven't looked at what the probables are for tomorrow's game, but I think they should be back to the top of their order. Yeah, sounds good then. Um, going into my story here for the week, uh, rewinding back to last night's game, uh, my story this week is about the grind from Browns running back to Ernest Johnson. Uh, Johnson had an admirable career in college at USF and decided to declare for the draft in 2018. Unfortunately, Johnson did not get the call and went undrafted. Uh, After this, he took up a job on a fishing boat in Key West, Florida. Uh, 
not giving up on his football dream, he sent a message to every AAF team hoping to get a shot, saying, giving his resume, uh, highlight clips, things like that. Um, didn't get a shot there either. Uh, last night, finally got his opportunity with injuries to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Johnson got the call up and he balled out, went 146 yards on the ground, 22 yards passing and getting the first touchdown on the game. And afterwards in the post game um, was told about LeBron James tweeting at him and he was fangirling about, oh, no way, LeBron James tweeted about me. It was just one of those cool moments. Always great to see a guy kind of not giving up, going undrafted, getting a shot in the NFL and in his first game. Um, balling out and getting the dub. So shout out to Johnson. Shout out. Yeah, uh, I think that's all I had this week. Quick, do a refresh here. Make sure nothing breaking has come out. Um, does not look like it. No, I haven't seen anything either. Oh, I guess. Um, again, with the Ravens backfield injuries, they say that Devontae Freeman is expected to start at running back this weekend for the Ravens. Um, so yeah, I know they kind of mixed in Le'Veon Bell. He got a touchdown last week too. So I wonder how much they're going to use him, um, in the game plan as well. But I mean, like I said, they, they're a team that has definitely not let the injury bug be an excuse this year. So. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thanks everyone for stopping by. Uh, we appreciate every single person, whether you're coming here for one second, coming here for the whole entire show, every single person that stops by, we appreciate you stopping by. Um, yeah, I guess go pack go this weekend. Not going to watch the Badgers. Um, I'm going to watch this cracking game. So that should be a pretty good one. So everybody have a great weekend. I know the cold weather's coming if you live in the Midwest. So bundle up if you're going outside. And yeah, we will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.